0: <laughs> <laughs> okay, hey, we're back with another episode of Money Mondays. We do believe this is episode 16. So, as we promised, we're going to have a conversation about wills and trusts. And since I think I know a little bit about everything, I'm going to shut up because we have an attorney here, Mika Hall. She is a professional in estate planning, and she also Uh, has a family law practice and we want to talk to her about what she knows about wills and trust because listening to me I know a little bit about wills and a whole lot of nothing about Well, that's not true A whole lot of nothing about trust but I know a little something about trust but at any rate I expect to learn from mrs. Mika Hall we were having a good conversation about where she grew up and uh, and where she lives now and her nice family and everything so you know Usually I have people on that I've known for years. This is my first time becoming acquainted with Mika, but she's highly regarded and highly recommended. So I am happy to have a conversation with her about this. And so we should have some fun with it. And uh, as usual, it should be casual. We got JP setting up. So JP will uh, will be live streaming to the international audience and also doing some posting on Instagram at only one JP CEO and also please share this with some of your friends because we're getting started now so i guess the first thing i want to ask is the simplest thing so what is a will what is a trust since you know since there are a lot of people out here who hear it and i think most recently there was this whole conversation about um, aretha franklin not having a will or a trust mm-hmm. and so that that sparked a lot of conversation but a lot of times if people aren't familiar with that and they just kind of let that conversation play. It's like, yeah, I heard she didn't have a will. And then, yeah, so what were we'll we eating for lunch? So, <laughs> maybe you could tell us about what a will is, what a trust is, and then we can talk about just the value overall in, in your personal finance or your wealth building or your, your generational wealth transfer.
1: Absolutely. So, um, first thing is that um, when you talk about a proper estate plan, it includes several documents, but there's kind of four main documents that we talk about. One is a will. One's a trust, and then you can't forget a durable power of attorney and also what Missouri calls a health care directive.
0: So, yeah. will, a trust, a durable power, power of, of attorney, attorney, and a
1: health care directive, okay. which is basically like a medical
0: if I get sick, power
1: yeah. of attorney. Gotcha. Right, right. <laughs> so, um, when it comes to a will, a will is basically a document where um, a person um, discusses who their beneficiaries are going to be, who their heirs are. Um, and also who the executor is going to be to carry out, um, make sure that those assets get from their estate to the proper heirs. Cool. The reason that this is important is because if you don't have a will, there are state statutes that tell you who your heirs are. And so if you decide that you want somebody to, to be a beneficiary other than who your natural heirs are, then you absolutely need a will or a trust.
0: So if you, so does the, if you write a directive down in your will, and yet, these people are your natural heirs. Is the will automatically contested, or does it just this this is notarized, this is the law this is
1: well, there are state statutes that direct what makes a will right okay. There's certain components that have to exist for this will to be valid. yet should it be notarized? there's witnesses there's certain language that needs to be in there for it to be a will um, so it's always recommended that an attorney helps you draft one, ding, ding. but that doesn't, that doesn't mean that, that they have to. You just have yeah, to make gotcha. sure that it that it conforms with Missouri law. Gotcha. Um, but let's say, for example, that you decide when you die that you want to give some of your assets to your alma mater, or you want to give to a charity, or you want to give to your cousin, because your cousin has done a lot for you. Well if your natural heirs are your children, or your, if you don't have children, your spouse, or if you don't have a spouse, your brothers and sisters, depending on... What your your family structure is like, then you won't be able to to, to leave them as heirs without having a will, because your statutes tell you your heirs are your spouse, your children, and if you don't have any of them, it's going to be parents, brothers, and sisters. Yeah. So if that's you want that's the to, hierarchy, that's there is okay. a hierarchy, okay. right? Um, and so if you decide that you want to leave any assets to anybody other than who your natural heirs will be, you need to either have a will or a trust. Okay. Now, the difference between a will or a trust is a will, that only takes effect when you die. It never, ever takes effect while you're alive. That's the purpose of a will. When you die, whatever assets I have in my name go to these people that I direct, right? A trust is a little bit different. A trust is a contract that you draw up while you're alive. A trust can be effective while you're alive. It can also be effective upon death. And the whole purpose of a trust is to make sure that you kind of compile all your assets together, or whatever assets that you want to be in a trust, and you divvy them out. You know, you give your assets. So one of the major differences between a will and a trust is if you have assets that are going by way of a will, all of it is distributed at once. Whereas a trust, you have a little bit more discretion, right? So in a trust, you can say, okay, um, I have a life insurance policy that maybe will, let's just say for the sake of numbers, will give a beneficiary $100,000. Let's say that this beneficiary is 16. You don't want a 16-year-old to have $100,000, right? You don't, don't want some 25-year-olds to have $100,000. So.
0: <laughs> right.
1: so putting that in a trust will allow you to put some parameters around it. Okay. So you can set up certain parameters where you can say, okay. If my child is underage, maybe they're in private school. Okay, whoever the person's taking care of them is going to be, they can take money out of the trust to pay for private school. When they enter college, maybe I'll give them 10%, 20%, or whatever. Okay. When they graduate, maybe I'll give them so much. Or maybe when they turn a certain age, they'll get so much. So you right? can
0: put stipulations on, on things. I guess you can put a stipulation on anything, but in a trust the stipulations are or more actionable, is that a, is a good word? Or is that a, what's well,
1: that a right, because the, the the will, you can't really put stipulations right. in there. The will is, this goes to probate, and then once it's through probate, it goes to whomever your beneficiaries are, okay. where a trust is a contract. Okay. It almost acts like a life insurance policy, but you have, you can put those restrictions in there. And
0: so So it does, it does sound to me like it's got some characteristics of kind of almost some annuities. Yeah,
1: in in a sense it kind of does, yeah. And the good thing about a trust is that any asset that an individual person can own, a trust can own. Mm -hmm. So a trust can own a house, it can own life insurance, it can own an annuity.
0: Um, I hear about some people putting their uh, things in a trust. So, other organizations and people can't access them, so mm-hmm. it's, it's it's a protective risk mitigation strategy as well.
1: Well, that's another reason why people will, okay. will so just talk talk, yeah. talk about that so, too. I mean, people <laughs> do it for for tax purposes. They do it for credit protection, mm-hmm. um, but they but they do it for long term asset planning as well. So you know when people want to sit down and and discuss whether a trust is right for them, you need to figure out the reason that they want a trust and the reason that they may need a trust. So it's important to make sure that you talk to a financial planner as well as an attorney, unless you happen to have one that kind of does both. Does both, <laughs> um, you know, to to figure out um, what's best for you and in, in how you're trying to wealth manage. But, um, you know, especially if you if you have minor children and large sums of money, or if you have children that just aren't good with money, and you have assets that you want to leave them. Maybe a trust is a way to structure that to make sure that that money just doesn't dissipate within you know 20 days. okay, okay.
0: so let's let's go back to this uh, this idea of probate because uh, you mentioned probate in, in one of your explanations. So tell us more about what probate is and what that what that relationship is when you have a will and when you've died and you've now. You have some wealth that you want to pass on. How does, how does probate play a role? What is probate exactly?
1: Sure. So probate is a process where someone dies and they die. They may have a will, they may not have a will, but it's where someone dies with assets that are in their individual name and they need it needs to be passed on to a live person, an heir, a beneficiary, right? Um, it doesn't matter what the asset is. It could be real estate, it could be a bank account, it could be a life insurance policy that didn't have a beneficiary listed. Um, it doesn't matter. If they died with an asset in their name, then um, it needs to go through probate. Probate is one of those things where you really should try to avoid it if you can.
0: That's what I was trying to get to. Yes. back. I'm trying to get to it. Yes, you should try <laughs> to
1: avoid probate if you can because it's costly you know. and there's ways that you can do a proper estate plan To make sure that probate is never needed. But if you do a proper estate plan, it also includes a will because what if something, you missed something, or what if you received an asset that um, you didn't have time to transfer or or to make sure that you had a beneficiary designation? Then you want to make sure that you have that that will as like a catch all, as a safety net. But if you do a true proper estate planning, probate will never be necessary and that's what you want to try to avoid. So in
0: actuality, we, we, we kind of joke around in general about how to avoid probate, but if, if you haven't properly planned and probate has to be used, then I guess there's fees for that service and I guess they're saying, hey, look, if we have to do this planning for you, then we're going to charge you a fee. Is, that, is
1: You mean like the state? courts? Yeah, like the courts. Yeah. Okay. So this is how I like to think of it. You have estate planning, then you have disaster planning. That's what I call probate. (laughs) That's because you have to do probate because you didn't do proper estate planning. But it's necessary in some situations, you know. Um, But probate, there are fees for court costs. Um, In the state of Missouri, you're required for most of the type of probate proceedings, you're required to have an attorney represent you. So there's a cost for an attorney fee. Um, You have publication costs. Um, Sometimes there may be bonds that may be required, so there's a cost for that. Um, so you have all these costs that are associated with with probate so just ballpark, to receive an asset
0: a ballpark say if somebody wants to to give in death or they have a hundred thousand dollars in cash in death and they did not plan properly how much a percentage of that is lost to probate
1: uh, according to that process I'm ballparking it because there's so many you know variables around that but um, that can easily cost anywhere from five to $10,000. So
0: five to 10% of, of what you have, they're going to take for their process. So in that sense, I know I've had a lot of discussions with people about, um, for instance, when we start talking about homes or cars and you have like, um, a quick way to deed a home Mm -hmm. upon somebody's death and a quick way to transfer a title upon somebody's death when it comes to vehicles, is, can, is that something that works within a wheel or is that something that works independently?
1: So it's something that works independently, but that's I consider that part of estate planning. Okay. Because what you've done is, if you own a home or if you own a car and you've taken care of proper paperwork to make sure you had a beneficiary listed, well then that beneficiary takes just like in a life insurance policy, right? Mm-hmm. So that's a type of estate planning. Okay. So you can do that with real estate; it's called a beneficiary deed. You can do that with uh, vehicles; it's called a transfer on death. You can do that with uh, bank accounts; it's called a, a P.O.D. or payable on death. And a lot of this stuff is really inexpensive. It's just people don't know about it. They don't do it, or they do know about it and they just I go along. They do still it. don't do it. <laughs> you know, and then they they <laughs> you know um, they never get around to it or they think they're too young. You know, my youngest probate was an 18-year-old, mm-hmm. you know, who had a job and and had a 401k. You know, and it's it that had been working for since they were 16 and it had a little bit of money in there. Wow. But because, you know, tomorrow's not promised, you never know how old you will right. be, um, estate planning is for everyone. It really is. All right. So
0: I I love that perspective that you gave on it, you know. We we make these kind of uh, associations with insurance and you know, kind of the whole idea of planning, and I, I think that's that's special because a lot of people don't realize how much they lose when they don't plan. I know there's people out there like, look, I made my money when I was alive. I don't care what happens when I'm dead. I, I get that. You know, that's that's kind of like the I think that's the Warren Buffett thing. You know, they, mm-hmm. they plan to give all their money away before they die, or some people plan to spend it. But you know, it is very important from my perspective and when we start talking about building community and being Mm -hmm. able to to groom uh young people for wealth and then have people groom the next generation um for wealth building that you actually give them something to start with Mm -hmm. um, versus to have to learn all over again i think part of the problem that a lot of people have is that everything a generation may have to learn starts from scratch like like you know hand the baton off groom somebody and then let them go versus letting them have to start all over again. It's like, hey, I did it, so you did it. Yeah. So on the on the side of the trust, let's get back to the trust conversation. So when we start talking about trust, are there is there a why I know for I know they're different state to state in most cases. Mm-hmm. But for the state of Missouri, which is where you practice, you practice in multiple states.
1: Yeah, Missouri and Illinois. Missouri
0: and Illinois. So when we start looking at, at these states, what are things people should be aware of? either when they're talking to you or talking to other attorneys with regards to their best interest.
1: Sure. So there's actually something called the uniform trust code and, um, all states in the U S subscribe to it. Mm-hmm. So it's kind of like this uniform, um, kind of pamphlet of what a trust should look like, what should be included and rules on how, um, a trust should be drafted. Certain rules that, um, Make sure that whoever is administering the trust is doing it in the correct way, um, because the whole purpose of the trust is to safeguard these assets and to grow them, right? Um, and And then to make sure that when whoever your beneficiaries are, they're going to be is going be better off, hopefully, than what you put in there. That's the whole idea of the trust. so um, so there's this uniform trust code um, that you that the state subscribed to you know a, a trust is is a is it's a difficult concept to kind of grasp, but once you understand what it is, i mean it it functions kind of like a person. It's kind of hard to explain, but it's the idea of you have this entity where you can just kind of put money in there. Um, you have someone who administers it, you gotta make sure that um it's invested properly because that's one of the rules in the uh, trust code. Whoever your beneficiaries are, they have to understand at least once a year what assets are in the trust, money that's growing on it, just like in any financial institution would have to send you your statements right, right, right. to say this is the interest that mm-hmm. you've earned. Um, so there's a lot of rules and regulations that go along with the with the trust. So it, it's not for everybody, but some people really do benefit from it.
0: And I'm, I'm going to ask you this. In, in I mean, it's, if you have the answers, great. If not, we can always look them up. But when we start talking about protection of assets and we start talking about maybe S corporations or LLC corps or LLC sole members, how are the protections similar? Or can I, can, well, I'm assuming your corporation maybe can be owned in a trust? Can it be used like a holding company? I'm not asking you, I'm not saying <laughs> if you No, but I'm. If you have any perspective or idea or knowledge in that space, what are your thoughts?
1: Are you asking if the trust can hold an LLC can, can operate a business?
0: Yes. I'm saying so so can can a company be held under a trust. So the first this person says, "Hey, look, these assets belong to this person and these companies are within this person's trust."
1: A trust can own a corporation. Okay. So you have to think of a trust like an individual.
0: Okay.
1: It, whatever an individual can do, Brilliant, I mean, financially wise, oh, no, right? Um, and legally wise, a trust can do that too. Okay. Be- because the idea is, even though it's a trust, there is a, 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 a trustee, a person, an actual live person that has to manage it. So, um, there are, there are sophisticated trusts that own businesses. Hmm. You just have a person who is overseeing that trust to make, you know, they have the right to employ managers and, and do all that stuff. I was just having a
0: conversation with somebody yesterday and he was concerned about his assets and, and I was telling him from a perspective of, uh, you know, being able to protect assets within a, a corporate structure. But he might be in a better situation to protect assets in a Trust kind of structure, but you know what? But you have to think I'll about taxes contact. too.
1: Yeah, I don't, I don't oh, you want to don't worry about. I have
0: to contact you because it's <laughs> not my space. Well, I can't do everything. I just know a little bit about some stuff, and then I just hand it off. So let's see if we got any questions because I know sometimes we have questions, and we <laughs> look. JP shaking her head like yeah. So all right, so let's go through and take some time to answer some questions. All right, JP, you yell out some questions while I look through this feed. Okay, so they asked
1: could explain again the difference between a will and a trust. Sure. So um, the major difference between a will and a trust is that a will becomes effective only after death. A trust can be effective while you're alive and you can be the trustee of your trust. It can also be effective at the time of death. Um, The other major difference is that um, when it's time to distribute, a will is going to distribute after the probate process Um, and everything's going to be distributed at one time, generally. With a trust, you can have certain parameters in place where there's a structure for payment, whether it's monthly, whether it's quarterly, whether it's annually, or whether it's at just certain times um, where maybe a person turns a certain age or every five years. um, You kind of can create your own and mold your own uh, parameters as far as a trust, where you can't do that with the will.
0: We had a a comment from Earlene McAllister Thomas, she just wanted to, (laughs) do you know her? I do. (laughs) Well, apparently she doesn't realize she knows you because her comment was, I hope your guest is an attorney. If not, she has to be careful to walk a fine line between giving financial advice. As uh, So since you know each other, it might be a little joke. But, uh, yeah, she is an attorney.
1: I am, but I will say I am not a tax professional. So please speak to one.
0: Yeah. uh, Aaron Reeves was on our show. So if you're looking for a tax professional, Aaron Reeves, then you can check out a previous episode. All right, give us another question because those were comments. Comments and just showing people watching. You got another question, JP? So, I got two. So, the first one
1: is if um, someone wants to set up a trust, what would a ballpark figure of actually having an attorney assist in getting that done? Good. So, that's um, a great question. Yeah, that's a a wide range, you know, attorneys charge, I don't know. But I would say in the ballpark, you're talking probably depending on anywhere from like 1500 to 3000 and that's just a ballpark because it depends. If you go to one of the bigger firms, it may be a little bit more expensive than if you're going to um, a solo attorney, Do but that's about a ballpark.
0: Do any of the firms charge a percentage of the wealth that they're going to be required to, to help you direct?
1: Not usually for, for drafting. Okay. If you want them to manage the trust, they they okay, may. Okay, okay. But usually for drafting it's 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 Flat. just a, okay. a fee for gotta drafting. Fee. Cool,
0: cool. All right, let's take one more question and then we'll have every
1: last the, the last one on here says is that um, this may be a silly question, but do you recommend having a lawyer help you draft or is Google and some research good enough to do it on your own? That's actually a good question because I I see it more often than I would like to. You know, um, because I'm an attorney, I understand that there are um, certain requirements that a will must have or a trust in order for it to be valid. Um, So I, I don't like telling people not to utilize whatever source. But what I will say is if you decide to do that, then make sure that it conforms with the, the laws of the state that you're in. And if you do draft that and you don't want to spend the attorney's fees having an attorney draft it, then, you know, it may be less to just have an attorney review it, just to make sure that it conforms with the law. And um, usually reviewing, for most attorneys, it'd be a little bit cheaper fee, and maybe they can give you some insight on whether it's valid or not, or if you're missing some components.
0: Once again, great question. They all were great questions. Um, so, The great part about this is that we get to get this information and then we get to also direct people to you. So for all of you all who do have questions, we try not to make it come off like a uh, like a a promo. But it really is because when you have people that um, you can build a relationship with and they know information and they have things to share. If they're willing to share for free, then that that should be a good sign that somebody who wants to see you. Um, improve and, and may have your best interest. So if you want to get in touch with Mika Hall, you can email us at uh, moneymondays at artistkeith.com, and I'll make sure that whatever you send gets forwarded to Mika. Um, she's a practicing attorney. She, she is licensed to practice in Missouri and in Illinois and we just uh, we, we want to take every opportunity to share information that th- we think will help people in the community. And she was kind enough to, to spend her afternoon this Monday to come share information. And so we really appreciate it. And I appreciate
1: it. Thank you, you for you having me. Cool?
0: Okay, cool. And so we're gonna wrap it up. And again, uh, we live stream every Monday, at least we try to, and anything that deals with financial topics, anything that deals with, um, personal wealth and personal growth, we try to make sure that, um, we address those topics so we'll be back next week and we're also still working on the podcast so I'll keep you posted as that moves forward thank you again for watching and we will be in touch bye if I can hit the finish